Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are happy to be with you. Bob Pompiani here. Matty Harkins is behind the glass, taking your calls at 412-928-9370. You can also hit me up on Twitter at KDPomp. Our show is brought to you by Number One Cochrane. Ride in style and go one better with Number One Cochrane, which number one how has number seven and number eight, Roethlisberger and Pickett together in a new Cochrane ad. Also, PNC Bank, make today the day and check out their virtual wallet. Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. You want a great place to watch games, enjoy some great camaraderie, have outstanding food and beverage? Iron Rock Tap House is your place to go. Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, they got your back, not your wallet. Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call every night of the week on KDKA+. And by the way, tonight on KDKA+, too, you'll be able to watch the Riverhounds in action. It's their final home game before the playoffs. They go on the road twice, two more uh, road matches. They're trying to lock up the best record in the Eastern Conference, which would give them home field advantage throughout. So it's a really big season and a big final game as they entertain Tulsa tonight. So we have a lot to get into, and that's what I do every single night here when we're together. We open up the phone lines and get your opinions about certain things. The Steelers, we're going to start there as we always do. They're trying to get to 3-1 and one and win three games in a row. And, you know, when you think about what they've been able to do, it's pretty amazing. It's still about getting to the quarterback. They lead the NFL with 13 sacks. The Texans come into this one, and you'll see it tomorrow. We have the first time this year we have one on KDK at 1 o'clock, which means we have two hours of postgame with Chris Hoke afterwards, so join us for that. But the Texans have not allowed uh, – or I should say have allowed 11 sacks. The Steelers have 13. Texans have allowed 11, and there's a good reason for that. They are down to the bare minimum anymore. If you look at you know, their roster, they have been absolutely just ravaged by injury. In fact, they're on their third left tackle. They're on their third left guard. They're on their third center. They're on their third right tackle. Uh, Laramie Tunsil, their outstanding right tackle, is out again. So uh, this, to me, looks like it should be a bigger point spread than three and a half in favor of the Steelers. Uh, for some reason, it's only three and a half. Now, the question is, C.J. Stroud, can they make him look like the rookie he is? You know, he's been outstanding so far in two, uh, three weeks. Has not thrown an interception. I believe it's 121 straight passes for him. So, you know, if you allow him to throw the ball, he looks like he's pretty accurate and, and can do it down the field. However, if there's pressure, and the Steelers have applied a lot of pressure, you go back a couple of weeks ago to Cleveland – Six sacks, 11 quarterback hits on Deshaun Watson. Last week, four sacks, eight quarterback hits on Jimmy Garoppolo. You would imagine with this beleaguered offensive line that Houston has, and that includes Kendrick Green, who will get a taste of the Steelers, and specifically maybe uh, T.J. Watt. Uh, this should be one of those games where they do the same. 
But then again, I'm reminded of a game not too long ago. Well, actually, it was a while ago when the Steelers played the Texans in Pittsburgh and they completely dominated, but yet lost 24 to 9 because of turnovers. And turnovers are going to dictate a lot of things. We've seen that with the Steelers now. They've been able to come up with turnovers just about every game they've played so far. Last week, that pressure I talked about, four sacks, eight quarterback hits on Jimmy Garoppolo, resulted in three interceptions. And that's what I would think that they are going to rely on against this C.J. Stroud-led team. It's a young team. D'Amico Ryans is uh, in his rookie season as a head coach. He's a very good defensive coach. Mike Tomlin knows him well. Uh, and I'm sure that you know he's putting together a pretty good uh, roster of players who in time may be very good. And it starts with a quarterback. C.J. Stroud was second pick. He's been outstanding. Uh, and they have some individual good players defensively. But overall, I still I look back at the game last week. I can't understand how the Texans somehow went into Jacksonville and dominated a team that many thought would get to the AFC playoffs or be you know deep into them. And, and may, many people still do. But that made no sense to me. So they have to be on guard for a game like that. They're coming off another night game. They're coming off you know a trip to Las Vegas, which was harrowing coming back. And so they're going to head there today, and they're, they're, they're favorites for tomorrow's game. Again, we'll find out. Now, there are concerns. Despite all that pressure I mentioned, the Steelers look at this game here uh, last week against the Ra uh, Raiders, and you say to yourself, how in the world with the pressure that they put on the quarterback, Garoppolo, as I said, all those pressures and hits and sacks, yet Devontae Adams still had 172 yards and two touchdowns, yet Jacoby Myers had almost 100 yards of receiving. Normally when you see those, you think, well, they didn't get pressure on the quarterback because those receivers are running and had time in the secondary. Not the case. Um, they they made their plays, and I still have concerns about the Steelers' secondary, and that's going to be one of the points of interest tomorrow, making sure that they get more, you know, and they made some interceptions later in the game. Pat Peterson had one. Uh, Levi Wallace had two. But they also gave up yards early in the game, and I think that's one of the things that they're going to have to try to clamp down on against this Houston team. That'll set up that game followed by the one against the Ravens, then a bye. The Ravens game is at home. The Ravens will be taking on the Cleveland Browns tomorrow, Cincinnati and Tennessee. There are some injuries. James Daniels for the Steelers will not play. Nate Herbick will take his spot at right guard. And it looks like Presley Harvin, who was really outstanding uh, in that first week, um, or second week and third week, not so much the first, but last week specifically in that Raiders game, he was booming the ball. He had a lot to do with the field position being what it was. So Brad Wing, who has not punted in the NFL in six years, was signed. You might remember they had Braden Mann, who they really liked. They lost him off the practice squad. So Brad Wing, who last kicked with the Giants in 2017, but he spent some time here, is going to be the kicker. He he spent time, I guess, in other leagues. What was the AAF called? The, uh, American Ali uh, the uh, Alliance of American, whatever it was called. Memphis Express, the San Antonio Brahmas which, by the way, are coached by uh, Heinz Ward. So he's kicked. He's just not kicked in the NFL, and we'll see what happens with that. In the meantime, there's a lot of other stuff going on. we got a big day of college football with Penn State Northwestern at noon. Also at noon, Colorado, which is coming off a of butt-kicking that they suffered at the hands of Oregon. They were doing a lot of trash-talking before the game, uh, and Colorado paid the price for that. They got blown out. They probably will get blown out again today. They're at home against USC, 22.5-point underdogs at home. That's a noon start as well. You have an interesting game involving Notre Dame and Duke tonight. That's at Duke. Both teams rank 730. West Virginia coming off back-to-back -back wins now, one against Pitt, one against Texas Tech. 
They'll be at TCU tonight, and they're big underdogs, 8 o'clock. And, of course, Pitt and West Virginia Tech tonight. That's also at 8. So Pitt will have a pregame show starting at 5 o'clock until 6. Paul Zeisendorf and Dickerson will join me for that one. Pitt is favored. They should win this game. They must win this game. They can't have a loss at Virginia Tech the way they uh, have played. Uh, they just can't. Um, and so that's the situation in hand. They have to win coming off that loss at home last week. And their defense got ripped apart for sure. Uh, Phil Jerkovic will start this week. He, I guess he's fine with his concussion. We'll see what happens, and we'll talk more about that coming up tonight at 8 o'clock. Actually, 5 o'clock for our pregame show. So I wanted to get into a couple of other things. One of them is Ryder Cup because the Ryder Cup is going on, and I realize that you know some people don't want to talk golf, but I do because I think it's very passionate. Once again, the Europeans just absolutely dominated yesterday in the first round. In fact, it was the first time you saw four balls swept right off the bat for Europe in that uh, format, and they go out to a six and a half to one and a half lead. Now it's nine and a half to three and a half, and the USA needs to really close the two matches that are left out there and give themselves a chance because it would be one of the biggest um, comebacks ever. In fact, it would be the biggest comeback ever. Uh, just consider this: teams that swept the opening session. Okay, there've only been three before yesterday. Uh, 1947, 1975, and 2019, all three were United States teams. They swept the opening four ball, and they go on to win convincingly. USA won back in 1947, 11-1. to In 75, 21-1. In uh, 16, it was 17-11. to That means Europe will likely win this thing unless you see one of the most incredible comebacks ever in the history of the Ryder Cup. Also, I wanted to mention the fact that the Bears, just to throw this out because Chase Claypool was mouthing off a little bit this week, uh, they are now 0-13 since Claypool uh, joined the Chicago Bears, <laughs> which is amazing when you think about it. He's complaining about the system they have. Everything's falling apart in Chicago. You wonder what they're going to do now uh, moving forward. But uh, that's that's a bad situation there, and it promises only to get worse. But the baseball playoffs are coming up next week. I'm excited about them. I don't know about you. I you know Bottom line is I'm really interested in games that matter pitch by pitch. We have seen a lot of – uh, interesting developments when it comes to baseball. And for me, the biggest one is the San Diego Padres. They're not going to make the playoffs. But this year, how do you not make the playoffs, Matt Harkins, when you have a Cy Young likely winner in Blake Snell? He's been terrific. You have three guys with 25 or more home runs. You have the second-best team ERA in baseball. Your closer has a 1-1-6 ERA. You have the third highest offensive war in the National League. You have the second fewest errors in the National League, and they've been eliminated from the playoffs. Sometimes statistics don't make sense, do they? Oh, do you just blame the manager now, or is team chemistry? But well, if you're playing that well, I think your team chemistry is fine. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, it's hard for me now. You're in a division with, obviously, the Dodgers, very good team. Uh, San Francisco fired their manager yesterday, so who knows what's going to happen here. But Arizona is a team that was, you know, fairly good. So, you know, interesting. It's going to go right down the wire with some of these wild card situations. And we saw the Pirates last night lose at home after having a 3 to nothing lead. And here's my problem with that game last night. They were using six rookies in the pitching rotation for last night. So six rookies. I think it's the first time in a long, long time, multiple decades, that you saw six rookies pitch in a major league game on one team. Uh, and they were going, you know, kind of piecemealing it together. Ryan Barecki has been outstanding, and he was four up, four down last night, and Derek Shelton made a change at that point. 
which was a change that certainly worked to the advantage of uh, the Miami Marlins, who needed that game badly. And then, um, you know, Colin Selby comes in and he gives up four runs, and that's the end of that. In that eighth inning, uh, Karma Majinski was in there. I, I would have just started the eighth inning with him if that were the case. But, you know, the bottom line is uh, they're not going to do that. So they didn't do that, and they end up losing the game. So the wild card situation will be Philadelphia is in, Arizona is likely in. Miami right now is the third wild card team. Now they have a game and a half lead over the Cubs and the Reds. Um, and the Cubs lost last night. So those teams have to, the Pirates can only play spoiler. If they beat them tonight and tomorrow, uh, then they would open up the, the door for the Cubs and the Reds, you know, possibly. So we'll see how that goes. But the Pirates, I'll add this question as we take a break at 412-928-9370. Do you feel optimistic about the 2024 Pirates? Do you feel good about what they've have assembled here with some of their young talent? Or are you pessimistic that the team won't do enough in the offseason to plug some of the holes that they have? 412-928-9370. Got a lot on the docket for you, so whatever you want to talk about is fine by me. Again, 412-928-9370. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. And on this day in baseball history, 1972, September 30th, Roberto Clemente, the great one, became the first Latin American player to reach 3,000 hits. John Matlack was the pitcher of Three River Stadium on a nice September day. And then, of course, the tragic death, which followed on New Year's Eve. So 3,000 hits for the great one, Roberto Clemente. Are you optimistic about the Pirates heading into this offseason? Let me know what you think. Also, I want to talk about the fans last week in Las Vegas because it was a complete takeover of Allegiant Stadium. Uh, Steeler fans, and, and that's one of those destination games that when you see the schedule come out, people do it. And all you have to do is check the airline prices to know <laughs> what they're doing because they jacked substantially. Vegas rooms went up because they knew Pittsburghers were going to come to Las Vegas, and they did. By most estimates, a 70-30 advantage there. So there's a site out there. It's called Vivid Seats, and they they forecast that 55% of tomorrow's crowd will be Steeler crowds in 
uh, Houston, Texas. So that's pretty amazing, and it does help those players do get inspired by it, and I think it did make a difference in that game. 412-928-9370, let's get to the lines, beginning with Mark in Fort Lauderdale. Mark, how are you today? Hello, Mark. Yes, sir, go ahead. I want to tell you the the key for the Pirates is like the Baltimore Orioles this year, or or even maybe you could compare the Cincinnati Reds. They got to have four or five key guys next year step it up: Henry Davis, Edney Rodriguez, Jared Triola, um, you know Hayes and, and Reynolds. You got to have those guys progress, and obviously Anil Cruz has to come back. But I also think the other key is Ben Charrington. He's got to be able to take some of this depth that he's built in the farm system and now help the big league club. It can't be like you always say, I can't hear about prospects, prospects, prospects. But, you know, he has to use, to use the old line from Walt Chocolate. If he waits for all the prospects to develop, he won't be around to see any of them. So, I mean, now is a critical offseason. And I think, you know, they have to make a couple of key moves. But I, I think they're they're close to contending. Well, I, I think next year, Mark, you have to contend. And if they do not contend, then it's going to be a failed season and you'll see changes. People want changes, but you're not going to get it now. You're going to get it next year. I think they've done a pretty good job of trying to figure out players who are going to be central to their regular roster. Uh, you know, the best part about this second half of the season has been Brian Hayes has shown me the kind of hitting that I think he needs to sustain into next year. If he can, uh, that's a tremendous contract for them because he's going to be, a, um, you know, to use the expression used on Brooks Robinson, who died this week at the age of 76 or 86. He is a uh, human vacuum cleaner at 30. Did a had a rare error last night, but you know what I'm saying. So he, Cruz, second base, you know, I guess it's Piguero, but I want to see more from Gonzalez. First base is a big question, and they need to address it. Catcher will be Rodriguez. I guess they'll stick Davison right and the same outfield, although I think they can upgrade on certain positions. And the pitching staff, Skeens has got to be a major component of it. If he isn't, that'll be disappointing to me. Uh, Keller has certainly overcome his problems. That's a nice thing, and you wonder if they'll sign him long term. And then you need others. They say Brubaker will be back, but how good can he be? You know, these guys will come back from Tommy John surgery. It may take a while. I'm not sure. Uh, Oviedo is is a guy who'll be in that rotation. I also think that Ronzi Contreras, who's been a big disappointment based on I think the hype, needs to be what he was. I think their bullpen is going to be pretty good, though, Mark. I do. I think next year, key to watch is two two guys in their farm system that are the pitchers. I really like the way Bubba Chandler threw the ball the second half of the season, and I see a lot of clubs bring guys from Double A to the show. I mean, I think he's a, he obviously skins, but the other guy that I think really has to be up there next year is Jared Jones. He's, he's throwing the ball really well. And, you, know, you have to give guys opportunities. We have to see what they can do. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate the call. The other thing about Triolo, he is. I think he's established himself as a super utility kind of guy. To me, he has shown that he's going to be on the roster and should be next year. Connor Joe's pretty good off the bench, too. He can't be a regular, but he's a pretty good bat to have off the bench. They have a lot of those kind of guys. You could put G1 Bay in that category, but um, they need to get regular people, regular positions, not so much lineup shuffling as we've seen. But overall, I think they've done a good job with how some of these guys have developed. All right, let's go to Roland in Castle Shannon. Joining us right now on the Nemecolon Hotline. What's up, Roland? How are you? Hey, Bob, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, Bob, I've seen pictures of your grandson, Sonny. He looks like an edge rusher already. I don't <laughs> no, want to no, no. No, no, no. Roland, he's going to be uh, hopefully a master's contender in 20 years from now. You're smart, Bob. <laughs> well, it's not You're my smart. decision. It's Selena and Mac, but maybe they'll make that decision. I know Mac's really into uh, golf, so <laughs> we'll see. 
Well, in case in case the golf doesn't work out and it sounds like he's a natural, he's such a beautiful little boy. He looks like he's six months old. I have an 11-month-old grandson spending tonight with. He just started walking. His name's Dominic Lazaro. He's out by Hickory Heights Golf Course. He's in a 24-month onesie. The only one they had up at definitely you in, Brent, in Brentwood was a TJ Watt, 24-month. The kid was 11 pounds, 24 inches long. He, he's going to be an edge rusher, and I thought he and Sonny would be great bookends <laughs> for the Steelers in 2044 for about $500 million each. But what? golf is a better route. With the Saudis and live, then God bless you if that's the way they want. So if you won't let the women make the call, Bob, but this is Roland, a grandfather, Bob, talking about Grandpa Sonny. If golf's the better option, let him do it. If the live money takes over, let him do it. But he's a $500 million edge rusher with Dominic Lazaro. The reason for the call, did you ever hear of a guy named Andrew Filippone? Okay, yes, of course. How One about of my he buddies. just went on the air and said he's predicting the Texans to win 17 to 14. What do you think of that prediction? I did not see that. I'm surprised he did that because he has been really heavily on the fact that that uh, Texans offensive line has been shattered apart by injury. And I would think uh, with Kendra Green on it, nothing against him personally, but he can't match up with some of the guys. I'm surprised if, if that is the case, I would be surprised he made that pick. But that's also probably good karma for the Steelers to win then. <laughs> because some of those predictions don't necessarily that's why I hate predictions. Nobody knows. You can you can analyze it all you want. And thank you, Roland, for the call. I appreciate it. At four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. I listen, if they don't win that game, I'm gonna be a little disappointed. actually more than disappointed. I'll be disturbed. They have one of the better attack mode defenses, even without Cam Hayward, against a young rookie quarterback, and therein to me lies the key. I think this defense will have ways of getting to him forcing him into bad situations. That's what they did last week against a veteran Garoppolo. That's what they did the week before in a veteran in, in Watson. So they should be able to do it to C.J. Stroud, although he looks far beyond his years. He really does. He's composed. Even with a makeshift offensive line last week in Jacksonville, they went down there and dominated that team. Uh, now, did they have some big plays? Sure, they had an 85-yard kickoff return by a fullback who somehow outran anyone. They had a lot of things happen to him, but they went down there and won. That makes him dangerous. Let's go to the counselor on line two. Hey, counselor, how are you? How you doing? Good. What's up? A um, couple of things. I'm optimistic about the Pirates from this standpoint. I think they should be able to win a five or so game next year. But I'm not as optimistic if they don't go out and either get a first baseman or another pitcher. You know what I mean? It's yeah, they got. It's time to spend some money, and I'm talking about serious money, not just, uh, you yeah, know, five million dollar deals. At the trading deadline. You know what I mean? Right. There are people to be had out there, but you got to pay the going rate, whatever that may be. Right, and I think they ought to seriously consider extending Mitch Keller too. You know. Well, I think they, they have considered that. It's just a matter of what the price will be, but I think they will get that done, and that's at least, you know, with the signing of Hayes, with the signing of Reynolds, and if they do that, that shows you. That they're willing to, but they got to go outside and spend more in free agency. There's no reason right. not to when yeah. you need a first baseman. If they want to believe Triola can be their first baseman, fine, but he may not be long. You know, he may be exposed the more he plays. Mm -hmm. I like him a lot. I think he's really opened eyes and he's taken advantage of his opportunities. Yes, I do too. And but I, I don't know that he's the first baseman. I would prefer him at second, but that's me. Yeah, but um, they have all these different people at second base. Where are they going to, you know, they yeah. have Piguero, they have Gonzalez. Um, you know, they, they got to. Uh, he, to me, is going to be a guy who could fill in at third, second, first, 
He can do a lot of different things. Good to have on the bench kind of guy. Yeah, well, okay. Um, second thing on the Steelers. Uh, I think they should be able to beat uh, the Houston Texans, but my only issue is um, there's got to be sort of some form of uh, consequence for what I say, lack of IQ in, in games. I'm sorry, I would wait till he got through the concussion protocol, but I wouldn't see Gunnar Olszewski still on the squad. That play that he did at the um, yeah, kickoff, the toe tapping on the it. kickoff that didn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, so. and, and he's not, he's a veteran, so you know there's got to be some kind of consequences to you know let's put it this way, lack of IQ, football IQ. All right, I mean, Matt. for him, anyway. I appreciate it, Counselor. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett's one of these guys, too, has – he had a really good game last week, you know, first career um, two-touchdown game. But there's some things that, that don't add up with him. Like, for example, and maybe it tells you about Kenny Pickett a little bit, too, uh, being a second-year player. Uh, he has one of the best passer ratings in football when he's pressured. Uh, but I think it's only 66.7% rating when he's not pressured. And that's one of the worst numbers in it. So that tells you, what does that tell you? That tells you that he's better when he's moving. And I thought that last drive that resulted in the Friar Move touchdown was a well-designed and well-executed drive, which featured design rollouts, creating options on the fly, which he's good at. But when you stand in the pocket, his numbers just aren't as good as maybe I thought they should be. But hopefully that'll you know, build on itself. I thought last week's game was certainly one to build off, and, and his resolve coming off a game that was not very good and to turn it into what he did on the road is encouraging for sure. I want to remind you that Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Peters Township. Visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. The Van Text Line is brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Our show brought to you by number one Cochran, Ride in Style. And shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. PNC Bank, make today the day. Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. You know them. They got your back, not your wallet. As well as Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call. Let's take one more call before we go to break here, uh, Maddie, And that will be Greg in Youngstown. Hello, Greg. How are you? Hey, Bob. How's it going? It's great. How are you? Good. You know, if the Pirates want to win, you know, you know what they have to do. They have to get pitching. They need two starters. They can get one as a free agent, and they have enough young guys in the minors. Like Trello, they can't play the guy because you got a third baseman. Like you said, he's not a first baseman. So trade these guys and get some arms. You got enough guys in the minors. You can't like keep everybody. If you if you keep everybody in AAA, you're going to have to get rid of them because then you can't keep them forever. So you got to get some of these young bodies and get some pitching for these guys. I mean, if they, if they feel these guys have any kind of trade potential for them, even Davis. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sold on Davis at all. I, I don't think he should be starting in right field. So I mean, they where would you put players. him then? They have decided that he's not going to catch, which well, I still I, don't I mean, understand. Maybe part but... of a trade. Maybe this is a guy you trade. No, I mean, no. you got to be smart. You got listen, Bob. You got to be smart. You got to know how to move guys around in, in your organization. Well, who do players. they have to play right field then if they trade him? His bat is is. I think it's going to really work in this in this level. I really do. I've seen a lot of good you know, things for, about. I his mean, bat. I, I don't know. I'm not sold on this guy at all. But uh, on the Steelers, real quick, I think the Steelers should go after Taylor on Indianapolis. I'll do a straight up trade. They could have Najee Harris. I'll take Taylor. I'm not getting a third round draft pick. 
No, I, I, that thinking, doesn't work for either side, I don't think. I don't think they'd be interested in him, and I don't think the Steelers want to bring a guy who in, who's going to command the kind of money that he wants. You don't want to pay that to running back, so I would say no on that. Well, you, well, you only pay running backs 13 to $15 million. You don't have to pay your quarterback for another three to four years. This guy's a dominating running back. He is a dominating force on offense. Yeah, I understand that, but I also know that they have what they have, and, and they like what they have, and they're not going to make a move like that. Because, number one, he wants – I know what he wants, and fine, you can say that's doable. Sure it is. But uh, to me, I don't have okay, any okay, doubt okay, that Jalen Warren and the combination of Warren and, and Harris will be an effective Okay, what did San Francisco forward. do last year? What did they do last year? I know year? what they did. They went out and got Christian McCaffrey. I okay, get it. But they had they're issues. they're paying him $18 million. I understand that. And he's been great. I don't look at Jonathan Taylor the same way as I do Christian McCaffrey. Oh, my God. The guy, the guy is great. I've seen he, I'm not saying he's not great. Teams. What I'm saying is McCaffrey does that system well. They knew what they had because he's a good guy out of the backfield. He's probably more effective as a pass receiver than runner at times, the way he plays. He's good at all of it. I just don't think the Steelers are going to be in. And then I heard these rumors about, uh, was it Colin Cowherd? Or, <laughs> I mean, trading T.J. Watt, George Pickens, the three number ones to get Caleb. First of all, Oh, that's stupid. That's stupid. That's I, ridiculous. I, I just, some of this stuff, listen, they have what they have. They're not going to make – they may make a deal along the way to satisfy what you're talking about, but it won't be for Jason Taylor. This, I don't no, think I'd so. like to get him, man. He's tough. He's tough. He's, he, he's, he's great. They I'm have sorry. other concerns. I think their secondary going into the rest of this next two-game stretch will tell you a lot. Their secondary has to be better. Even though they put all that pressure on the quarterback, they gave up 172 yards and two scores um, to Devontae Adams and almost 100 to Jacoby Myers. You can't give up that in the secondary. So that's something that they should certainly um, work on as they head to Houston. They got some pretty good, young, talented wide receivers at Houston as well. All right, 412-928-9370. We will reset. I also want to throw out the Penguins to you because they're a week away from opening the season. And Connor Bedard will be coming to town. The Chicago Blackhawks with Eric Carlson in the lineup. Should be a wonderful first game. Uh, we'll talk about the Penguins and their roster. And my belief is they should not just – utilize all veterans who they brought in in this offseason because they were brought in in this offseason. There are some young guys making waves and who should create roster spots. Mike Sullivan, I think, would like to use some of these. He should, as opposed to some of the veterans. We'll talk about line combinations and all that coming up. Call us, 412-928-9370. It's the Bob Pompiani Show Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Rolling right along on a beautiful Saturday morning as a lot of stuff is happening. I'm going to give you an update on the Ryder Cup right now. It's Europe beating the United States 9.5 to 4.5, and, and they're about to make that even a bigger advancement. They're up 3 in one match, 1 in another. Two others have the USA, so most likely it's going to be like 11.5 to 6.5. That's a big deficit that USA 
has to dig out from. And you can ask questions about why Justin Thomas is on this team. He's not been playing very well this year. And for Zach Johnson to pick him, uh, I'm not sure that was a good pick at all. You have to consider how guys are player. And a lot of people say, well, why not more live guys? Well, listen, they brought Brooks Kepka in. They should have probably looked at others. Uh, I thought Dustin Johnson is a gamer in these kind of situations. I thought Brandel Chambly is a kind of a game. Brandel Chambly. What am I talking? Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> Brandel won't be doing. He's he's a good analyst. That's about it. Uh, you know. So bottom line is they had other options there. Uh, some of these guys are just not doing it. Uh, and, and you know, Tommy Fleetwood has had his way with just about everyone for the United uh, for the Europe team. They use guys over. You may not watch those guys play like Aberg, like McIntyre, like Fitzpatrick on a regular basis. But man, over in the European side of it, they do well if you look at some of the metrics with them. Anyway, USA is getting pounded right now, and it's going to be unlikely they come back. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. Also got a lot of uh, texts I want to get to and tweets. This tweet is from Steel City Delegate, who says if Colin Selby is on the team next year, that move alone would convince me they are not looking to contend. Him, Bolton, and Nicholas need to pack their bags. Well, a lot of those guys are being brought in just to see, just like they did with Ryan Baraki. He's a guy that has really turned out. And I, and I thought last night they should not have taken him out when they did. Um, so bottom line is, you know, for four batters, four up, four down, and then he goes into Selby, and that cost him the game. He wasn't uh, he wasn't very good at all last night. So, you know, they didn't have Bednar, so that was going to be a problem. Majinski did pitch the eighth inning, and I like him a lot. He's going to be part of it with Holderman and, and um, Bednar next year. So I think their bullpen is in pretty good shape. But beyond that, they need to make some decisions. I think they've opened up a lot of interest in some of these guys, though, who are, um, you know, took advantage of opportunities, and that's what you need to do. Let's go to Noah in Aliquippa, who joins us right now on the Fan Hotline. Noah, welcome to the Bob Pompiani Show. How are you on this beautiful Saturday? Bob, I'm doing great. It's always great talking to you. I hope you and your family are doing awesome. It's always great to uh, hear your insight and knowledge. I just want to touch a little bit on the Pirates and the Dolphins and the Steelers, if I may. I predicted at the beginning of the year that the Pirates would go 74 and 83, and my prediction ranged true, and I just feel very proud of that. And I was one of the few people that believed in this team at the beginning of the year. The 20-8 and eight start was an anomaly, but going 15-30 and 30 and then going playing basically 500 baseball the rest of the way was really encouraging to see. I just think they need to add a few starting pitchers, a first baseman, maybe bring back Josh Bell. And then as far as the Steelers go, I don't think their offense or Kenny Pickett is going to be good enough until they find an offensive-minded head coach. They're going to win games ugly 23-17, to 23-20, with the defense carrying the load. If T.J. Watt is healthy and out there playing, I give them a chance every week. And I think what the Dolphins are doing offensively is insane with the motions, and I truly think they're the number one team in the AFC. And if they beat Buffalo this weekend, they will definitely put the whole league on notice. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Noah. First of all, I wouldn't be happy with the Pirate record. Yeah, it was progress, and I think that's how you have to you know, kind of look at all of these situations for them they're progress and, and progress is good they went up but they but they need now to take even more progress to the point of being a contending team if they're not a contending team next year I would be highly disappointed uh and at that point then you would want to make changes all the way around if it doesn't happen but they set themselves up by developing some guys here now and we'll see if it's sustainable that's going to be the whole key with regard to the Miami Dolphins that game is a good game you mentioned it Dolphins and Bills Coming off of that performance that we saw last week, and how bad is Denver? 
my goodness, to give up 70 points, almost 800 yards. And quite frankly, Denver had a chance to be the victims of one of the worst games ever if Miami had decided to kick a field goal at the end, which they could have. They chose not to. Uh, but 70 points, boy, is that a bad team. And I thought they'd make a little bit of improvement uh, with Sean Payton coming in. It has not been the case. Uh, and that's a team that, quite frankly, you would expect more from uh, than what they've given with bringing in and all the wasted money in Russell Wilson. But uh, Miami's a team, I don't know if they're going to be the best team in the AFC, but they're putting their, you know, they're, they're trying to make it, uh, you know, certainly a, a team that you have to – uh, prepare for very differently. I think Mike McDaniel's doing a good job with his offense. The way you see some of these play designs, we saw Devin A-Chain go in on a play that looked like it was going to be something other than completely it was. I mean, just really high-level um, you know, kind of design that you don't see most teams make. You know, They've added Raheem Mostert. He's been really good um, so far this season. You've got Hill, who's running all over the place. And on the defensive side, you know, Bradley Chubb uh, is a really big acquisition they made. That was a good one. They brought in Xavier Howard uh, and others. They got a really good team there. But Buffalo, I think, is is starting to flex a little bit of its muscles as well. You know, they were in a situation last uh, – after the first week where people were starting to doubt them, thinking, well, yeah, what are these teams? They're going to rely on Josh Allen and that's it. Well, you know, they got a 37-3 to win last week over the Commanders. It was dominant. The week before that, they beat the Raiders by 28 points. That was dominant. After their, quite frankly, lucky uh, situation, they were in overtime. They could have won that game. They didn't. They lost to the Jets on Monday night. But now I think they got their swagger going. So this game is a big one for them. It's also 1 o'clock tomorrow. As far as the AFC North, the Steelers and Texans, 1 o'clock, KDK, followed by postgame. We get you started with our pregame show that comes up. At 11.35 in the morning. 11.30, I should say, in the morning. And then the other one to watch is Baltimore-Cleveland. Baltimore-Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, there's thoughts that he may not be able to go. I think he will, but he's not 100%. He's coming off his best game as a Cleveland Brown. And that's a wild card. I said so coming into this year, and I still believe it. If Deshaun Watson can somehow figure out you know, his game and, and get back close to what he was in Houston, then all of a sudden Cleveland becomes a very, very interesting team for me. So... Uh, I don't like Deshaun Watson. I don't like that he's in the league, but since he is, you got to account for him. He was 27 of 33 last week. All right, we got another full hour coming up. 412 928 9370 is the number to call. Hit me up, call, and let's talk some sports. I want to get into the Penguins thing, too. I mentioned that um, because I think their roster is going to be at the end of this week. You'll see what it is and you'll know what it is, but I think there are some young guys who should be given more of an, a, an opportunity here that they may not get because of the veterans they brought in in the offseason. We'll talk about that and more at 412-928-9370. This is the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan. But, but first, I'll tell you about the weather. Thanks, Matt, for reminding me. I always forget about the weather, but you don't need much for me to know what the weather is other than to tell you that it's brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. September is truck month at Sun Chevy. Come see their half-ton and Three-quarter ton Silverados. Visit sunchevy.com today. Well, look outside. You'll see it's a beautiful day. Uh, there was some patchy fog this morning. Otherwise, sunshine. Temperature's going to get up to 77 tonight. Mainly clear, more patchy uh, fog, low of 55. And tomorrow, going to be the first of uh, about three straight days in the 80s. And it's not yet, you know, this Indian summer everybody talks about because we haven't had a frost yet. But this is as good a weather as you're going to get, so enjoy it while you can. 
And that is the forecast. It's going to be sunny, as a matter of fact, all week long and through Thursday. So get out, enjoy it. In the meantime, call if you're driving around, if you have errands to run and you want to talk some sports, call me at 412-928-9370 right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 